StarCast returns to the Chicago area this Labor Day weekend. Tickets for StarCast 6 are now on sale at StarCast.com. Join us at the Hyatt Regency Schaumburg starting Friday night, September 1st, for unique fan experiences with wrestling legends from yesterday and superstars from today. Follow StarCast events on Twitter for the latest updates about all things StarCast. Can't be in Chicago? Premier Streaming Network has you covered. Visit StarCastOnPremiere.com and get daily access or save with the weekend bundle. Get all past StarCast, the upcoming wrestling showcase event, as well as thousands of hours of content from your favorite promotions and stars. And two months of Premier Plus for free. Order now at StarCastOnPremiere.com. StarCast 6 is brought to you in part by ProWrestlingCrate.com, monthly mystery crates for diehard wrestling fans. Plans start at $9.95 and are the perfect gift for any wrestling fan. Visit ProWrestlingCrate.com today. in sports entertainment. This is Kurt Angle, and welcome to the Kurt Angle Show. On the show today, we'll be discussing my match with Eddie Guerrero at SummerSlam 2004. But first, let me introduce to you my co-host, Paul Bromwell. How you doing today, Paul? Kurt, I'm doing good. It's always a good time to sit down with you and take an hour out of your day, which I know your days are chaotic and crazy. They certainly are, Paul. <laughs> especially today of all days, you got a lot going on, but I appreciate you doing this each and every week. I know the fans do. We're hearing some great feedback on the shows. You and I are having a lot of fun. And, uh, one of the things we started last week is kind of talking about a sports topic or moment or what's kind of going on. And so as I, uh, perused the ESPN.com headlines and kind of look at what's out there, uh, I don't know if you saw this or not, Kurt, but an announcer, okay. For the Orioles, Kevin Brown reportedly was removed from their broadcast. He was suspended because he made a reference to Baltimore's lack of success against the Tampa Bay Rays, the Tropicana field in previous years. And, uh, they, they weren't going to have any of it. They said, they said, sorry, bud, you're suspended. Is the story true? It was true. And somebody had to do the research. Somebody had to report it, but they just didn't like the fact that he was kind of telling truth about their team. I know they're doing much better. But man, Kurt suspended. What do you think about that? Oh, the owner. That's that's moronic. Angelos. I mean, yeah. Think about that, Paul. Man, what if I told you, hey, Paul, do as I tell you to say, or you're fired? You know, when as soon as I saw the story, I'm like, well, that that happens to me every week on the Kurt Angle show. It's true. It's damn true. So, hey, listen, Kevin Brown, I know how you feel. Um, I've been threatened with suspension repeatedly by he Kurt Angle. Has. 
<laughs> but uh, anyway, man, I just want to get your thoughts. Like, I just thought that was crazy. I wanted to get your opinion on it. That's crazy, stupid, really. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I heard a broadcaster say, hey, listen, there's 30 other teams that would love to have that guy. He's uber talented. And uh, But you got to figure somebody behind it was doing the research. He didn't put the graphic together, but he was the voice of it and suspended. So there yeah, you go. Yeah, you know what? Did they suspend the guy to put the graphic up? Probably not. No, he took oh, the fall. He was the fall man. He was the Paul Bromwell <laughs> was of the, the show. Guy. Yeah, he was the Paul, Paul Bromwell of the show. <laughs> there you go. So anyway, uh, craziness. And uh, Kurt and I will touch on some sports stuff each and every week. But the other thing I wanted to bring up before we d- dig into uh, SummerSlam 2004 is, buddy, we just had SummerSlam 2023. Great event. And, uh, it was, there was a lot going on. There's some mixed feedback as far as the main event. So I thought what we would do is just cliff notes recap. I'm going to throw the match at you. The result, you just give me a cliff note recap, you know, whatever your first thought is, and we'll just move through it. But, uh, I always like to hear kind of what your thoughts are. So we had Logan Paul versus Ricochet. Logan Paul was victorious. It was exciting. Logan Paul showcased his skills. Ricochet, he's a high flyer. He's awesome to to watch. Logan Paul can fly too, man. He can. So what do you think? Logan Paul going over in this one? Um, you know what? I understand why, you know, he's a part-timer and he's a YouTuber and he's, you know, he's famous because of his boxing and all that stuff. But I, you know, give Ricochet a chance. Uh, you know, something like this could have really highlighted his career, but don't get me wrong. Uh, Paul, uh, uh, Logan Paul is, is a, a incredible athlete. I, and I, I heard he had to use nunchucks to win the match. Right. Which is uh kind of protective ricochet. Yeah. But listen, I love it. Give Ricochet a chance. Hashtag. Uh, Let's get that yeah. going. He, he's a talented guy. They kind of brought in the, uh, you know, he's, he's, his fiance is the ring announcer, Samantha Irvine. And they, so they brought her into it and she hated, she had the sour puss face having to announce. <laughs> she Logan had to Paul's repeat winner. what Logan Paul said, right? Yeah. Well, and say that he was the winner. And so <laughs> she, she looked like she wanted to throw up. Uh, right. So we had that match and I said, we'll go quick. Then it was Cody and Brock. Uh, man, they did the whole thing where it was almost like Rocky getting beat down. Cody was getting the shit kicked out of him. Not only that, Rock he comes in, he went, he wins. He does win though, Cody. But here's the thing I wanted to point out to you at the end, the Holy shit moment, Lesnar embraces Cody, raises his hand around the ring. And they said afterwards in the press conference, unplanned, it was a Holy shit moment for everybody oh. back, uh, behind the scenes, Brock you know doing something like that. Cool. Yeah. Oh, I mean, Brock's been bullying him for months, and all of a sudden he respects him now because he beat him. You know, that's a pretty cool, uh, you know, moment. I think that, uh, you know, Brock doing that, Brock wouldn't do that with just anybody either. He's, you have to earn his respect to get it. I think that's the key. I think it shows you the level of respect that Brock has for Cody, obviously. I mean, his, his documentary has been uh, widely. Uh, it just Broadway, people love yeah. it. it. It's huge. It's been a huge hit. And, uh, if you haven't checked it out, make sure you do check it out. It's on Peacock, but it just kind of goes to show you, uh, what Brock thinks about Cody as a, as a man and as a performer for him to go out of his way to do that big moment for Cody Rhodes. Yeah, you're absolutely right. All right. Uh, LA Knight. Yeah. He's taken over the world by storm. Kurt, have you been <laughs> following LA Knight and his, his yeah, rise? He's a lot of press, man. <laughs> Dude, he is he is becoming a bona fide superstar. So over with the crowd, he wins the Slim Jim Battle Royal, 
And uh, but man, the pop that he is getting and has has, has really the work that he's done to get himself over with the fans, it's right. working. In his office. <laughs> Your wife is now waving a milk jug bottle in the camera. What is happening, Kurt? Caught me. I had the milk out. I did, I left it. I left it in my office. Oh my god! So you were just chugging milk. Yeah. I'm a closet milk chugger. <laughs> and then I just saw her. Sh- I just saw her shaking it in front of you, and I'm like, I don't even know where to go with this. I drink milk every chance I get, Paul. And she couldn't find it. Anyway, back to LA Knight. What you? This guy. He he's red hot, Kurt. He's over. He's over right now. I mean, he might be the most over guy at this point in time. Uh, the fans are excited about him. They, they I, I think they remind him of a of a. Uh, attitude era type of character. Yes. And, uh, they're, they're really loving him. I mean, they're comparing him to rock and all this stuff. It's yeah. just incredible. So, you know what? I, I knew the kid was talented because I worked, uh, I worked alongside of him. Uh, I believe it was in the TNA and um, you know, I, I just didn't know how good he was until now. And he's, he's, he's really tearing it up. Oozing charisma. Uh, yeah. LA night. And I'm, I'm always happy to see someone who can man, just take off like that. Like he is like a rocket ship. All right. Shayna Baszler, Ronda Rousey, you know, Ronda very well word off the street is Rousey's taking time off going away for a little while, but she puts her friend over Baszler's the winner thoughts on it. Yeah. You know what? I thought it was really cool. Ronda probably didn't have to do that. Uh, you know, uh, Ronda Rousey probably could call her own shots and what she, whether she wants to win or lose, so I, I'd imagine this was a team effort between Shayna and Rhonda, and R- Rhonda assisted Shayna, got her over, more over than she was. But I think this was a really cool, uh, a giving spot for um, Rhonda Rousey to be yeah. able to, you know, make Shayna a bigger star. Uh, you have to give Rhonda a lot of credit for that. Next up, talk about a stud. Uh, Gunther versus Drew McIntyre. Gunther retains the Intercontinental title, and here you go. If he remains champion, Kurt, Intercontinental champion through uh, September 7th, he will break Honky Honky Tonk Man's record. All right. All kind of world title records and intercontinental (laughs) titles. Yeah. I mean, between Roman and him and what's going on. (laughs) But Honky Tonk started June 2nd, 87, and continued until August of 88. He lost the title to Ultimate Warrior at that year's SummerSlam after his 453rd day. Uh, But Gunther's on pace, man. As long as he's a champ after September 7th, he will be the new record. He will be because I don't think he's going to lose to WrestleMania. No. He's a stud, dude. He's going to have a nice long reign, and he deserves it. This kid's really good. He's solid. Yeah. Let's talk about some friends of yours, Seth Rollins, Seth freaking Rollins, Finn Balor. Rollins defends the title, wins the title. Uh, what's next for Balor, though, here, man? I mean, what does he have to do to overcome? Well, you know what? It would have been nice if they would have gave him this world title. Um, you know, I, I think he's, he's, he's really over, incredibly athletic. He has a lot of charisma. Um, this kid, you know, if, if WWE doesn't, end up doing something with him that's dramatic i wouldn't blame him if he went off and went somewhere else yeah um, I, I don't want to see him do that because i love the wwe and i think he's he's a good fit for them but they need to start putting this kid over he deserves it hey listen part of him is part of the judgment day i have loved that group i mean even with edge breaking all, away from them they, they've still maintained their popularity they're part over. of it they're still over yeah. without Edge. Yeah. yeah dom finn balor 
Uh, and of course you, you can't forget about Rhea Ripley and the whole, the whole group there. <laughs> I, I, Rhea I love Ripley her. might be the biggest man in that group. <laughs> She's the biggest star. There's no doubt about it. She is yeah. amazing. I'm a huge fan of hers. Well, she, she could beat a lot of men up. <laughs> she could, she could be both of our asses right now. That's for sure. <laughs> Let's talk about the women because the next match was Bianca Belair versus Charlotte Flair versus Oscar. So you have Bianca becoming the champion. Then EO Sky runs down, cashes in, wins the title from Bianca. Thoughts on how that all transpired? It was a double swerve. Um, yeah. It wasn't a bad idea, though. If they like the Sky Girl, um, you know, this was a right. This is what I'm talking about. When you have new stars and you want to make them, you got to make them while the iron's hot. This girl is hot right now. Put her in there. We'll have her win the world title and get her over. Get her uh, working as champ. Get her a long reign as champion. And now you have another huge star in your company. And at a big event, SummerSlam, second biggest event of the year. Yeah, yeah definitely. All eyes were on the event. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Finally, Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso. Uh, Reigns retains the title, and the big news here was the the, the betrayal. Uh, Jimmy Uso turns on his brother. Uh, according to Heyman, we're only in the bottom of the third inning with this storyline. But Kurt, no my question to you is. <laughs> Do we have patience to keep you know up what? with this? I will tell you this. No, the storyline's great. I love it. Okay. But I think Heyman's full of shit. I think they're in the eighth inning and they're they're stressed. <laughs> they're, they're making like, shit up now. Yeah, I know. I'm with That's you. That's what I believe. Okay, Paul Heyman, I know him, and I know that he's probably <laughs> he's probably going crazy right now. What do we do next? They are selling the it like the, great. I love yeah. the storyline. Yeah. They're selling it like they're the writers of Game of Thrones. And in the back, there's scattered paper <laughs> and brainstorming sessions till three in the morning. No doubt. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. It's so true. Uh, Roman got a little dinged up in that when they said he's going to appear on SmackDown as this drops. SmackDown will have already uh, occurred. But uh, I think that's the only thing stopping him, and uh, you know, from not holding that title until WrestleMania next year, buddy. He's unbelievable. Yeah, you're absolutely right, man. This kid is gonna, you know, uh, at this point in time, they might as well just have him break the whole damn record. I know, Bruno. Years. Yeah, <laughs> just, just, just give him that decade. Might as well, he's almost halfway there. Yeah, 2020. He's just gonna have the decade. The way <laughs> if, if this is the bottom of the third, and 2023 is the third inning. Yeah. the whole the whole game we could be going to the end of the decade yeah we'll we could oh dear lord all right hey listen let's get to what we're here for and i know we're on a limited schedule today and that is to talk about 2004 and your summer slam what was going on there with eddie guerrero and we're going to continue the story from our kurt as smackdown gm episode where you were fired by vince mcmahon on the july 22nd uh, edition of smackdown so kurt at that point were you ready to get back in the ring and throw the fists around was I ready? Uh, technically, no. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I was out for five months. I didn't do shit in the ring. Um, I barely did any cardio because I, you know, I obviously I had a lot of trouble because I was I was faking a knee injury, and Vince McMahon made me go around in a freaking wheelchair every everywhere I went, and if I wasn't in a wheelchair, I was on crutches. So I was going through the airports like that and just, you know, uh, keeping in character. So uh, I wasn't as ready as I wanted to be, but uh, Vince McMahon was very adamant. Once I got cleared, he wanted me to go at SummerSlam. All right, so let's go. Let's pick up the storyline. It's July 29th, 2004 from Cincinnati. From The Observer, Vince names Teddy Long as the new SmackDown general manager. Angle and Long meet up. 
He told Angle he wanted him wrestling. Angle kept coming at him with excuses. Why I can't? Settling on, he didn't bring his gear. There's Those a good excuses, one. that was a shoot. Uh, I'm sure they were. Long fires you uh, finds you a thousand bucks. But man, Teddy Long, he'd be the SmackDown general manager. It felt like forever. What did you think of Teddy in this role? He was so good. You know what? I was surprised. I'm not going to lie to you. I know Teddy managed in the past, but he was a referee for years. Yeah. He was out of the game for a long time. He came back in. It was like he didn't even pause. He didn't skip a beat. I thought he was as entertaining and as good as he was when he was a manager. And uh, I thought as an authoritarian character, yeah. he did incredibly well. He had he had a nice loud voice and you know he was uh he was really um direct with everybody which I, I really thought was cool as a GM. You play his music now he comes out to the stage today 2023 huge pop. Yep, yep, everybody pops for him. Uh, he, he loved, he was, you know what I guarantee that Teddy was their favorite GM. Oh, he's good. Time. He's yeah. a good player. So listen, clip 1, this is going to start you and Eddie and how they continue the storyline. You're going to attempt to steal Eddie's car, and we got the clip. Let's check it out. Your very own ice Kurt Angle picture. All right. <laughs> Regular Picasso. I'm going online, Cole. What? What's this? <laughs> oh, what up? Well, what's... I'll be damned. What's in there? Oh, what's he got? Make a pretty penny. Hey, hey, I'll tell you what. Instead of auctioning this off on WWE.com, why don't we auction it off between us here in Cincinnati? <laughs> oh, no, Eddie, don't do that. They are Kurt Angle's gold medals. Who wants to buy some gold medals? Oh, no, 24 cents? 24 cents? A quarter? That's it. Oh, yeah, mamacita, 50 cents, 50 cents. 50 cents? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's going up. I got a fin right here. Come here, Eddie. A dollar, a dollar. Orale. Going once, going twice. Sorry. Eddie. Eddie. Uh-oh. on his face not, angle. not happy put your medals down you want me to put your medals down no i said come get him uh-oh eddie guerrero is challenged kurt angle to come into the ring and get those gold medals i got another idea eddie you want to steal some of my stuff how about i steal something of yours Hey, hey, uh -oh. hey, 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 hey. I can use a, a good car about now. He would. Hey, hey, that's my lowrider. Don't touch my lowrider. Was your lowrider, Eddie? Kurt, I wouldn't do that, S.A. I wouldn't do that, Holmes. I'm serious. I, I've devised an anti-theft device in there, S.A. Don't hurt yourself and get out of the lowrider. Get out. Nice try, Eddie. See you later, Holmes. 
Well, this will be Grand well, Theft Auto. It, it definitely will. What the hell? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I warned him. I told you! You thought I was lying? Now that's embarrassing! So, Kurt, you take a face full of baby powder right between the eyes. Uh, good shit. Did you enjoy all the comedy stuff with Eddie? Was that kind of the play here for, obviously it was for the buildup. Yeah, but, but that was Eddie, you know, you had to do comedy with Eddie cause he was so damn entertaining at it. And, uh, you know, his whole mama Cita thing, you yeah. know, people, people like to laugh when they see Eddie Guerrero and, uh, that's what Eddie did. He made people laugh. We want to pause this episode of the Kurt Angle show to tell you about Kurt and I's new favorite app and it's game time. It's the place to go for tickets to all things, sports, comedy shows, concerts, wrestling, you name it, game time has it, especially those last second tickets when you're on the fence, but just not sure. And I'm telling you, if you can find tickets cheaper on another site, game time's going to credit you 110% back. They even have event cancellation protection. So if your favorite performer decides to cancel, they have protection for you in that event. They also have a 24-hour return guarantee. I'm telling you, I've had some terrible experiences with all the other ticket apps out there, not with game time. They even provide job loss assurance. No one else has that. If you prove proof of job loss, they're going to refund your tickets. I don't know that it gets any more fan-friendly than that. So snag the tickets now without the stress with game time. You can download the game time app create an account and use code angle for $20 off your first purchase. That's right. Terms apply again, create an account and redeem code angle for $20 off. Download it today. Last minute tickets member lowest price and it's guaranteed so many great events. You can take advantage of it now, whether you're a fan of the NFL wrestling music, it doesn't matter. As I said, game time has it all. You can see awesome pictures of the seats Look at the sections, and they are so fan-friendly. There's no mistake about it. Game Time is the app for you. So check it out now. Create an account. Use code ANGLE and $20 off your first purchase. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. So we have that clip, and then I got one more clip for you, Kurt, where I'm going to move right into it. And this is uh, clip two. This is SmackDown, August 5th, 2004 from Houston. And now it's Eddie and the ladies. So you know I had to have this clip added, especially when you see the ladies. And they're playing with some of your goodies, not the goodies you wish they were <laughs> playing with. <laughs> Are you ready to check this out? Yes. <laughs> I know you are. Here we go. Orale, check out the mamacitas I brought, man. Oh, yeah. Mira nomás. Looking good, yeah. 
Orale, Ego, the countdown has started. Ese. One, ten days till SummerSlam. Ten days till I get to kick your <laughs> Two, the auction on WWE.com. It ends tonight, Ese. Now, see, you gotta understand something, Kurt. All the proceeds, they go to charity. They're for a good cause, which is why I took it upon myself to ask the SmackDown Divas to come help me raise the value. That sounds good. I know exactly how we're gonna make a lot of money. What's that he got in mind here? I have no idea. <laughs> I told you, I bid on the cast. I did, I bid on it. Well, now I want it. Well, you can't, I already bid. So you can still bid the one o'clock in the morning. I'm only thinking that cast looks better on Corey and get on Corey. Orale, mommy! You still look gorgeous walking around like that. Sit down, sit down. There we go. Hey. Give us a kick. You know what? Let's sign it. Sable, would you do us a favor and sign it, please? There we go. Yeah, I'll, I'll help you hold up your leg. It's a hard job, huh? It's a hard job, but somebody's got to do it. Don? It's gonna, this is going to increase the value of the right. cast, that's for I, sure. I should go autograph it now, right? Should I? No, please. Let's not get carried away here. For old well, it's not old All the divas are. Now, Tori, that is definitely going to raise the value. All right, so listen. This segment goes on and on and on, by the way. And we, we wouldn't have a show if we just played the whole segment the whole time. <laughs> but you have Eddie Guerrero in the ring with Tori, Dawn Marie, and Sable. Had to show it. So if you're not a fan following us on YouTube, if this clip doesn't do it for you, I, I don't know what will. So they come in. They're in this low rider. This is the whole auction of all your goodies, as I said. But Dave Meltzer says this segment goes way too long. There was a spot where Dawn Marie was sitting on Eddie's lap, and he made a remark about his hydraulics <laughs> that were uh, ended up being edited off the show, Kurt. But wow. uh, you said, hey, this was the silly stuff we liked. But did what did you think? Do you think you needed the women? Were you glad the women were involved? Thoughts on it looking back on it all these years later? Well, what Eddie was trying to do was sell, you know, merchandise from Kurt Angle and having women there, you know, modeling around it. I thought it was a great idea. <laughs> I think the writers came up with an awesome idea. It really worked. It worked for me. I don't know if it worked for you. Oh, it worked for me. And listen, if you're interested as a female audience listener and 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 buying Kurt Angle show material and shirts and and want to model that off, we have a job for you too. So, uh, just let us know. My goodness, uh, I miss those days of wrestling, Kurt. Uh, a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, this is just another example of kind of how they were evolving the storyline, how they chose to tell the story between you. And, uh, and Eddie, uh, Meltzer goes on to say that you beat Charlie Haas in a 14 minute TV match, uh, with the heel hook angle looks to have dropped about 20 pounds. He's very cut. He's ripped all of us, all of his stuff look good. And he still throws himself around, but a slowed down, not doing as many spots. It was the best match on the show at three and a quarter stars. 
but probably not the right way to work Angle's return, as he just seemed like another guy having a good match. So what what say you to this? Was this a lackluster way to have you return? Should your first match have been held off until a pay-per-view, you think? No, I'm the one that decided to have the match. I okay. wanted to have a tune-up match before I wrestled Eddie. I was out for five months with my neck broken. You know, I, I hardly ever trained. Uh, I did diet last month just to get ready for, you know, looking better. But um, I, I wanted to have this match just so I was confident I could go into SummerSlam and wrestle Eddie. So that, that's why they booked me against Charlie Haas. Yeah, that's what I was going to follow up with next, your diet, exercise. Like, it, I was going to, you know, obviously you were working hard. You knew you were coming back to wrestle. And so you just made a few changes there, I guess. I, I, I really went on a strict diet for about five weeks and it worked extremely well. How about working with your old uh, team angle partner here in Charlie Haas? I always love working with team angle because they were amateur wrestlers. They understood my style. Uh, we always had great chemistry together. It was, it was unfortunate that we broke up so fast. We didn't, we don't, we're only together for like six to eight months, mm-hmm. which was nothing. But, um, I'm glad we did because we got a chance to wrestle each other and, uh, you know, wrestling Charlie and wrestling Shelton. Uh, I love wrestling those guys because we have incredible chemistry together because we're both, we're all amateur wrestlers. So we're talking about how good you looked and, and all that, which, you know, it's just part of who you are. Let's talk about how you felt mentally. Do you remember where you were at? In uh, terms of state uh, of I was, I was still confused, man. I, my head wasn't in it. I wanted, I wanted to come back at the SmackDown only pay-per-view the month after SummerSlam. I thought it would make a bigger impact if Kurt Angle came back to a SmackDown only pay-per-view because I was on SmackDown, but Vince was adamant about getting me to SummerSlam. He wanted me booked on SummerSlam. He wanted to make a lot of money with me at SummerSlam. So that's what I was going to do. And, uh, I just, you know, at this point in time, I just didn't believe I was ready. Um, but, but I had to, I had to be ready. I didn't have a choice. Well, that goes back to it being the second biggest show of the year. So he's going to want a superstars. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't blame him for that, but I, you know, I, I was trying to talk him into, hey, put me on the SmackDown only pay per view. He's like, no, bullshit. Yeah. You're going on this one. Screw you, pal. I've got you under contract. If you're <laughs> at all ready, you're going to wrestle on it. So I don't blame him. Yeah. Well, hey, the next SmackDown, it's August 12, 2004. You're in Detroit. And uh, Meltzer says Kurt Angle barged into Teddy Long's office, demanded he get the money for a stolen goods. Teddy said the money went to charity, as if that made Guerrero stealing okay. Kurt said he doesn't care. He wants his money back. <laughs> Teddy's going to give him an opportunity to go out to the ring and let Kurt tell the people how he feels. Kurt says he will, as long as he can be promised, he won't be attacked from behind. Teddy promises that this will be the case and tells him to be a man and say what's on his mind. Dude, you guys had such good chemistry, you and uh, and Teddy. That's hard to find but between two people, isn't it? Well, you know, it depends. I mean, Teddy had good chemistry with everybody. You know, he just had this way of relating to people. You know, he, everything was, you know, holla player, you know, just <laughs> he, he was just really fun to work with and smooth easy to talk to. And he yeah. was smooth. That's exactly what I was trying to explain. He was definitely really smooth. Yeah. And uh, so Meltzer goes on, says Teddy introduces us to Angle, who's coming out to talk about his match with Eddie at SummerSlam. But before Kurt can get one word out, Viva La Raza blares through the arena and Eddie drives out to his music. Eddie and Kurt stare holes through each other until Eddie breaks the ice. Eddie says Kurt doesn't have his wheelchair, GM ship, or Luther Reigns to hide behind. So if he has something to say, say it to his face. 
Kurt says he doesn't hide from anything and that Eddie doesn't know what it's like to lose something he loves. I'm going to stop right here, Kurt. This is really what this program should have been the whole time, right? It was more serious. It was more intense. Yes, but you're, when you have Eddie Guerrero and you're working with him, you're going to have to go through some comedy. Okay. And it, that's just how it is. That's Eddie always had some form of entertainment in every one of his storylines. But uh, the way we went home, you know, the last couple of weeks was really serious. So we drove it home the, the right way. Meltzer goes on and says, uh, Eddie says, like how Kurt screwed him out of his title. Kurt accuses Eddie of calling the kettle black. Kurt then talks about how Eddie has cheated and stolen from and against him. Kurt takes it as a compliment because deep down inside, Eddie knows he has to cheat to beat him. Eddie says he'll do whatever it takes to win. Eddie said maybe he's right. Maybe he can't beat him without cheating. But what if he can? Eddie says it's the question that stirs both of their souls. Oh, we're getting deep now. <laughs> Eddie believes this is the reason Kurt has been hiding behind his injury and GM ship because Kurt doesn't know if he can beat Eddie. Here's the meat of the story. He doesn't know if he's better than Eddie either. Kurt, you're really doubting yourself here. Teddy grabs the microphone and says he can't wait either. But he says that in the spirit of the summer games, he wants to see a handshake. If they're man enough, Eddie extends his hand and Kurt takes it as they go face to face. Mono e mono. Uh, man, the two of you together, though, Kurt, are money. You guys could have had, I mean, listen, you could have been the main event even without the title, I feel like, at this point. At SummerSlam, yeah, uh, I honestly believe we could have been, but I think if Eddie would have had the title at this point in time, we definitely would have made event at SummerSlam. It's just unfortunate. I'm sure they had a different title match that they won the main event there. Do you wish that you could have had that program if you weren't hurt and Eddie was able to be the main event, main eventer that he wanted to be? Oh God, Eddie and I would have tore it up. Well, you know, I was hurt, you know, five months. So yeah. even though we kept the program going. You know, you didn't see any wrestling during those five-month period. But um, I would have, Eddie and I would have probably had one of the best storylines and best uh, three matches in a row. You know, you got the one, you win one, the other guy wins the other, and then you have the rubber match. Rubber match. Yeah. I think we would have had the, one of the best programs in the history of the company. Really, I do, I do believe that. Well, guys, the event takes place in uh, on August 15th, 2004 at the Air Canada Centre in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And uh, the Observer had this to say, the story of the August 15th SummerSlam show at the Air Canada Centre in Toronto was supposed to be Randy Orton winning the world title from Chris Benoit. Instead, the story was the crowd reactions on a show that sold out with an announced crowd of 17,640, sold out weeks in advance, and an approximate gate of 1.3 million or 1 million US dollars. WWE hasn't had a crowd like that for a show since WrestleMania. But when it was over, it seemed like the company didn't want the crowd it got. <laughs> so what say you when a crowd acts like this, Kurt, do you, do you guys just adjust in the ring? Is there a conversation ahead of time or is it something you <laughs> yeah, there's of, nothing you can do? Yeah. You just, they, were hostile. they, they took over the show. Um, you know, they, they didn't want to listen to anything or anybody. They just wanted to do their thing. And, uh, it, it was actually, you know, I'm, I'm surprised because Canada, they, they usually are pretty cool. You know, they're great. Yeah. Fans. But this was a really hostile crowd that just didn't want to listen. They just wanted to do whatever they wanted to do. They were out of control. 
Let's uh, and we'll di- Meltzer digs into this a little bit more. But before we get there, I want your thoughts on your buddy Randy Orton being anointed as the at this very young age uh, as the world champion. What was he? Twenty one. Yeah, I had yeah. to look, but this <laughs> you is know what, four. Randy, yeah, he he was so talented from the beginning. The kid had it. He had the it factor. Uh, you know, he started wrestling at seventeen, and you know, he four years later he's world champion. And uh, you know what? He deserved it. I think he's the youngest champion in history. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, he's older than 21 here because I know he's in his what mid four early, mid, early to mid forties right now. Early, early 40s, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but listen, what's your relationship with like Randy at this point, because he's on raw and you're on SmackDown. Are you guys already pretty chummy? Yeah, we were, we were hanging out. We were traveling together when Randy started. So we kind of kept in touch, even though he was on Raw and I was on SmackDown. We would text each other, check on each other, make sure each other were okay. Uh, Randy's always been a good friend of mine. He's still my friend to this day. Uh, He's one of the very few wrestlers I actually still keep in touch with. Yeah, no, that's cool. And I know, uh, you know, your wives are friends. The whole family yeah, thing. Is, yeah. is, is, that is, keeps Randy and I closer together, <laughs> to be honest with you. We don't have a choice. <laughs> that's right. When you get those two going, it's like, oh, we're, you know, we're going to, when's the last time are you get, have you hung out together? When's the last time you all were oh, together? God, we went to dinner two years ago. We okay. went to, uh, I believe we went to St. Louis, I believe. And, uh, we ended up eating dinner at the steakhouse. We had a lot of fun. Nice. It was really cool to see Randy and, and Kim and, you know, well, my wife and I were there and it was just the four of us. It was fun. So, so two years ago, sounds like you guys are due to hang out again at some point. So. We are definitely due. Actually, Kim's begged Giovanna to come out there numerous times. So eventually okay. we're going to go. Well, with the, your schedule as crazy and chaotic as it is, I mean, I understand why it's sometimes hard to figure out dates. It is people. hard. And, and, you know, Randy's been out with injury. And uh, even though he has time off right now, He's, he's training his butt off and he's still rehabbing and everything like that. I'm so, sure. you know, you don't, you don't want to, I'd, I'd rather wait till he gets back on TV before we start doing it. There you go. Hey guys, need to call a quick timeout here. Wanted to tell your listeners what I've been telling my listeners over at OU didn't know for a while now about all the cool things happening over at adsfreeshows.com. Conrad sits down with a pioneer of wrestling television production, director Dan Bynum, who discusses his journey through WCW, ROH, MLW, and where it all began for him, world class. What really was the uh, the thing that, that catapulted it was one, working with Ric Flair. He came to the territory and wrestled with the Von Erich boys and gave us so much uh, gravitas. And two, the greatest feud in the history of wrestling, the Freebird Von Erich feud. Uh, so we were there at the hottest time with the hottest show and we took over the world. The Yeti, Ron Reese, sits down with Ad-Free Shows members to talk about his infamous night at Halloween Havoc and how it was received by the boys in the back. Oh no, I remember like Arn Anderson told me that that was the Drizzly Shits and Dusty Rose was like, that was the worst thing I've ever seen. And I'm just like, hey, thanks. <laughs> That's just a small taste of what we got waiting for you. With four levels to choose from, see for yourself why Ads Free Shows is the best value in wrestling today. Sign up now at adsfreeshows.com. Well, uh, Meltzer goes on and says the crowd cheered Triple H and Orton probably more than anyone on the show. Benoit was also cheered and was as was Kurt freaking Angle. (laughs) 
they crapped all over JBL versus the Undertaker. Crowd, yeah. They crapped all over JBL versus Undertaker, the title match, doing a long wave, openly not paying attention to the match. Clearly, we're reacting to things not in the ring, chanting Spanish table, apparently wanting someone to go through the table. Triple H's fault on that because by clearing out the monitors, everyone thought here comes the table spot and kept chanting for the spot that never came for the rest of the show. I'm sure his mentality is doing is it was to show clearing out the monitors doesn't equal breaking the table. So it won't be so expected the next night. Someone cleans up the monitors, but they were chanting boring. And by the end, the entire upper deck was said to be chanting and this match and this match. Undertaker's face while this was going on seemed to indicate that he was furious. I remember he was pissed. He had this look on his face like, what the fuck? (laughs) Most most of the response indicated it was a a condemnation of both JBL's champion and the slow build of the match. Kurt, anything else that you can recall from this shit show, it sounds like? No, but to be honest with you, when you heard Taker getting uh, cheered boring, you start thinking to yourself, what the hell are they going to say to me? Because <laughs> Undertaker is yeah. one of the best workers in the business. And if, if they're chanting boring to Undertaker, I have no idea what they're going to say to me. They're so. going to fall asleep when you wrestle. No <laughs> doubt about it. Get it. Yeah, well, that's crazy, man. Undertaker we're gonna- <laughs> never had a boring chant ever besides that night. Well, listen, we're going to see how they reacted to you because this is going to be a little bit of a watch along a 13 minute deal here. But like I did uh, with our show last week, we'll talk through it. So we won't have to necessarily, we got questions. I got stuff to cover off with you as we watch it, but this is the full match. Um, and so, uh, I'm really interested to, you know, hear what you thought, think about it. I'm going to read some of Meltzer's notes as well, but we're going to go ahead and kick it off. This is Kurt angle, your Olympic hero. The, the champion of champions, my hero, the podcast, uh, just God. All right. It, versus, <laughs> I, I, do I still have you, Kurt? Versus Eddie Guerrero at SummerSlam from 2004. Let's check it out. Perhaps of who may be the wild card uh, or the ace up Kurt Angle's proverbial sleeve in this matchup, the assistant, the rough and tough Luther Reigns. And here the Eddie Chance throughout the Air Canada Center here in Toronto. Kurt Angle is... This is going to be some match. Coleman, I'm fired up for this. Won pretty much every title in the WWE. A former Grand Slam winner. A multiple-time WWE champion. And look at that. Kurt Angle. And for Eddie Guerrero, it's going to be tough to mat-base wrestle against Kurt Angle. He's got to be a high flyer in this matchup. Yeah, you don't want to wrestle Angle. I'm telling you. you got to be careful doing any kind of... You see the great grip of Kurt Angle. Eddie Guerrero just struggling to break that grip. Nice quick Great takedown by Eddie. Just a low fireman's carry by Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero's no stranger to Matt, but... Well, let's face it now, Eddie Guerrero's not an Olympic gold medalist here. But a standoff in the early going in this matchup between Kurt Angle and Latino Heat, Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, you got to watch. This is not what you want to do, Eddie. I'm telling you, man. Be careful. He's so quick. I mean, he's so quick with his hands and his feet and his instincts. Let's go, Angle. I think, I think the king is right. This uh, is bizarre yeah, world. It's bizarre world here <laughs> is this crowd behind Kurt Angle in this matchup. There you go, Kurt. I wanted to at least play the volume long enough until they started that. Can you believe that? You heard them. You heard who they were cheering for. Let's go, <laughs> Angle. Olympic hero, Kurt Angle. And, and, and Taz, like, this is bizarro world up here. What is happening? <laughs> uh, so there's just an example, guys, of what we were talking about and what the show's like. And you know Eddie's got to be thinking, you know, WTF. I'm, I'm, what's ha- you know, I'm supposed to be the face in all this. People supposed and, to love Eddie me. Eddie was a hot baby face, too, man. Yeah. <laughs> crazy, yeah. 
<sighs> we got referee Brian Hebner's in there, one of your all-time favorites, if not your all-time favorite. Work with you in TNA as well. He's the referee here. But uh, let's talk about the match a little bit. The difference. What did you feel like the difference was between this match and your WrestleMania match for you? For me, I didn't get to train much for this match. WrestleMania, I was more prepared. I think WrestleMania, we didn't have a faster-paced match, but we had a more well-planned match. Um, this one was pretty close, though. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I, if you compare the two, this one's a really, really close second. There's uh, I'm, I'm going to read kind of what happens here at the end. Before we get there, everybody who listens to the show knows how this wrapped up. But uh, And I want to get some comments from you as we watch this. Meltzer says, Kurt Angle defeats Eddie Guerrero in 1338. Great early wrestling sequences. We're watching them right here. Fans were cheering Angle and chanting for him. Oh, it's damn true. We just got to hear it right here on the show. But uh, towards the end of his notes, he says, Angle used an ankle lock on the leg without a boot. So we're going to watch this as it goes. He's going to lose his boot. Eddie is. They sold it like it was an unprotected leg. And after a while, with Angle pulling him to the center and turning it into a heel hook, Guerrero would submit. In reality, ankle locks were far less effective when opponents don't have boots on them because the boot limits the ankle's flexibility. But since 99.9% .9 of the audience wouldn't know that, it doesn't matter. He gave it three and three-quarter stars. Is Meltzer right about well, the boot? You know what? I, I don't know, to be honest with you. I think your leg is, your foot is more vulnerable, your ankle, without a boot. But I understand about, you know, you know, holding on tighter with the boot because the boot uh, allows you to grip it more. Uh, you know, when you have a foot, a bare foot, it's a little more slippery. Yeah. But, I mean, you can break an ankle quickly without a boot. I mean... It all depends on what you're looking at. I mean, are you looking uh, as far as gripping? You know, it's it's better with a boot, uh, but, you know, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I just confuse myself, too. <laughs> if anybody can repeat what Kurt just says to me, <laughs> I will give you a free bag of chicken snacks. <laughs> all right. Uh, so here's some other things that I want to touch on. Meltzer reported this, too, um, as you sit here and play with his play footsie with uh, with each other in the ring here. There you go. He's trying to get an ankle lock on you. You're trying to get an ankle lock on him. And uh, interesting. Apparently, Kurt Angle convinced Eddie Guerrero that losing would be better for Guerrero. Now, Kurt, I don't know what kind of salesman you are here back in these days, but you were selling it. I was shocked at that one because Guerrero is fading fast, hasn't scored a major win since WrestleMania while losing heat, and a potential talked-about program with Luther Reigns, who Angle has been pushing for. guess you were a big proponent of Luther. We'll just make I have him a lot to say after this. <laughs> we'll, we'll just make him another guy. Judging from television, they are at least for now still keeping the program with Guerrero versus Angle short term. Kurt Angle, what say you? Did you convince Eddie Guerrero that losing would be best for him? No, Melcher's full of shit. Okay. I had nothing to do with it. It was all Vince McMahon's call. And you know what? Who needed the the win more? Eddie beat me in WrestleMania, and then he got beat for the title against JBL. So we kind of both need the win. And I never in a million years would say, hey, make sure Luther Reigns and Eddie Guerrero team or you know, uh go head to head in, in the next program. Luther Reigns wasn't even ready. Okay, this guy, as talented as he was, he didn't work very hard in the ring. He didn't spend that extra time before the show to get in the ring and train. 
That's why Luther Reigns didn't work out. He didn't pan out because of his work ethic, lack of work ethic. But no, I would never say, hey, have Luther Reigns against Eddie. That would be stupid. That I think right there, it, you calling bullshit on that for the reason that you just said. The whole Luther Reigns thing. You never thought he was ready. So why the hell would you push him to be oh. in a in a program with Eddie Guerrero? You know, if Luther was ready, I would have pushed it, but he wasn't ready. Yeah, so to me, that that calls bullshit on everything Dave just reported in my mind. <laughs> he was full of shit on those two things. Okay, so you didn't say, hey, Eddie, let me win. It'll be better for you. No, I never even spoke to Eddie about it. Vince McMahon made the call. So what and, you're trying uh, to say is, Curtis. I didn't even speak to Vince about it. So what you're trying to say is, Curtis, that you weren't political like that. No, no, I was never I One time, one time, I called Vince McMahon and said, I should win the title because of 9-11. Oh, Vince, that's right. You're going to have to call Stone Cold. To, if he says yes, then you can do it. I had to call Stone Cold. He said yes. That's the only time I got political. And it wasn't even political. I was asking for Steve's approval. Yeah, you, you were doing it for the country. You were just trying to yeah. do it for the country as a hero. That's right. I was doing it for my country. And nothing <laughs> more. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, hey, but you know what? This is good. This is why we do introduce the dirt sheets or the observer notes to find out from you true bull, call bullshit or is it true? And a lot of times, you know, yeah. we don't see a lot of differences with your career and how it played out and what Meltzer says. We do not agree with a lot of the ratings because he never gave you a five-star rating in a match, but this is one topic right here where, Hey, thanks for setting the record straight, Kurt angle. This is a little bit of bullshit here. I'm going to always second set the record straight. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's ask some fan questions while we're watching this. As you have him twisted up like a pretzel, a good guy. I don't know how Damn, that doesn't hurt. Come off. <laughs> I don't know how that doesn't hurt, though, brother. That's got to hurt. My ankle <laughs> I, I hurts. I in that position because the kid wouldn't move. He wouldn't stop moving. <laughs> Eddie's like, he looks like he's on the verge of crying. I would be if you had my ankles and leg pinned that far behind my buttocks like that. Okay. It looks like he needed surgery when I was done. <laughs> he did. He did. This poor guy, Hazard F5, while you were GM, you offended, uh, you offended with Eddie leading to SummerSlam, but you were also screwing over, or oh, he meant to say feuding. You feuded with Eddie leading to SummerSlam, but you were also screwing over feuding with Cena. Was it disappointing that there wasn't really a big-time blow-off match in 2004 between you and John Cena? Yeah, it was, but, I mean, when did I have time to do it? You know, I was feuding with Eddie, uh, and I was feuding with Cena. But, you know, they were using me to get John over is the whole reason. I was the GM. Yeah. I was bossing him around. He was overcoming all the odds. Everything I threw at him, he was he was winning. He kept defeating everything I I, I dished to him. So every, every athlete, every opponent I dished to him, he kept winning. So it was working for John, but I was working with Eddie at the same time. I can't work with both of them, at least wrestle both of them at the same time. Uh, Dylan's up next, Kurt. He says, I know this was tough for Kurt to be out of, you know, out of the ring, but does Kurt feel like this story with Eddie and Kurt as GM helped escalate their rivalry or would if he preferred to have that in ring action to get, you know, maybe a better result or do you think it ended up kind of being the same result? Um, I would have preferred the in ring action. I think Eddie and I, if we would continue to bust each other's asses for the next four or five months in the ring, I think our work would have spoken for itself. So I'm always, uh, you know, with Eddie Guerrero, I'm always um, game for going in the ring and working with him because he's one of the best ever. 
And here he goes with the uh, with his classic suplexes, man. And this is work from both you guys to make this happen for sure, right? Yeah, amigos. Yeah. You guys are working your asses. Aaron Sheen's up next. He said, what did you think about the Olympics parody and which one did you personally enjoy? You know, I don't remember them. I do remember one somebody doing a long jump. I think Batista was at the end. I think he caught him and gave him like a power slam or something. I can't remember, uh, but I didn't see the one with Eddie. Uh, I, I probably saw it back then. I just don't remember it. Yeah, it's okay. Fernando uh, Diaz has some questions. He said, was there, was there other names suggested other than El Gran Luchador? <laughs> hey, that's what the writers came up with. Uh, no, there, there was no El Gran Cardangador. <laughs> no, no angle door. Like that. It was this, you know, El Gran Luchador. I, it was the, what they wanted me to do is they wanted me to be masked and covered up. And that's what I was. So and you were wrapped in gold tinfoil in that. In that yes, I, yes, I was. Yes, I was. And that wasn't the only time I did that. I, when I came back to WWE in 2017, that's right. I put it on for Baron Corbin too. So do you still have that gimmick costume at home there? Is that in the closet? Oh, you think they let you keep that stuff? I don't know. They put it in the archives. You're the one who has a, your little cowboy hat hanging behind you. Oh, I stole a few things. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Mick Foley trying to get him back from you on that TV show. And you were like, I have four things my wife let me bring here, and you can't have any of them. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what I stole. Uh, it was something of very much value, and I can't remember. I, I took it, and the WWE, oh, the helmet that I wore when I went out the Undertaker to give him a moped as a peace offering. Okay. I kept the helmet and the, and the goggles. And the WWE was like, where, where are they? I said, I don't know. Somebody must have stole them. They were in my, they were in my bag. They were in my suitcase. You are, And you're supposed uh, to be our Olympic hero. Oh, you, I was keeping those because I knew they were going to be worth something someday. You, uh, you just answered Fernando Diaz's next question. He said, has Kurt ever lied, cheated, or stole anything? <laughs> <laughs> he just he just stealing merchandise that's it <laughs> you should have grabbed one of those ring use titles dude one of them world championships you should have snagged that's the big money brother you're right you're right i should have stolen the world i mean my goodness now brian hebner just took a boot to the face he's selling the injury like a pro everybody's knocked down the boots off uh yeah yeah when i watched you with foley on that show and you were showing the stuff you had i thought man kurt I'm so you just took a boot to the face. Luther Range just took a boot to the face. I'm like, where the, I know you said you gave it all away for charity because you're a boy scout, but that all that merch, that's all you had left over the years after all the years. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I gave it all away, man. I, I, I did. I wasn't thinking, I wasn't thinking about my kids, which was really selfish. I was just thinking, you know what? I'm going to give us, I, I wasn't being selfish either because I gave it to charities and hall of fames. That's where I, where yeah. all my stuff went to. And, you weren't uh, thinking about I your kids. Been, I should have been selfish for my kids is what I should have been. Your kids, your fo your future podcast co-host. I mean, all of us, Kurt, <laughs> oh, you should well, have been well, thinking too. about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I love you. Here we go. Fernando's up again. He, he has lots of questions. What did Kurt think of Eddie Olympic SummerSlam commercial? And was Kurt ever asked to be in a commercial? If so, what sport other than wrestling? <laughs> have I been asked to be in a commercial? Yeah. Many. <laughs> many i've been in a commercial before including wwe commercials i don't remember eddie's commercial yeah the olympic commercial unfortunately um but yeah that i've never i've been in commercials though is that what they're is that what he's asking if i've ever been in a commercial yeah he said if if so what sport other than wrestling would you promote 
if you were in a commercial? Well, if you could pick a sport and they said, hey, Kurt, we'd love to have you for one of our commercials. Are you going baseball, football, NFL? Like, what would you be like? Oh, I'd love to do that. Uh, bingo. Bingo? Bingo. Kurt, you're a boring bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and there bingo. it is. The oh, match checkers. is over. Checkers. Yeah. <laughs> As we talk about you want to do a commercial for bingo or checkers, <laughs> the match is over. Uh, We're going to do two. And yeah, you won, by the way, because you told uh, Eddie that it would be good for him to lose, according <laughs> to Meltzer. <laughs> Brad Stanton says, was Bradshaw one of the top five most unlikable guys back then? As a shoot and as a work. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that guy ribbed everybody, okay? He was probably the least like, like guy in the rocker room. He ribbed so many people, and he kind of did it in a bully kind of way. He wasn't really that mean, but he was, you know, he kind of bullied a little bit. And uh, a lot of the guys were a little afraid of him, you know, and some of them were just pissed off at him. But yeah, yeah, I would say that Bradshaw was the best heel in the business as a work and a shoot. Uh, we're going to do one more question here, and this is a fun one. Bryant Haremza, our and By the pal, way, I love buddy. Bradshaw. Yeah, yeah, you better wrap that up real real tight (laughs) like that. Brian Haremza, some of Kurt's best matches are at SummerSlam. You got Austin, Rey Mysterio, Brock Lesnar, and now Eddie. Would Kurt consider himself to be Mr. SummerSlam? (laughs) (laughs) Well, if Shawn Michaels is Mr. WrestleMania, I have to be Mr. SummerSlam. If not, Mr. Royal Rumble, maybe Mr. Survivor Series, maybe Mr. Payback. Uh, You're not even Mr. Money in the Bank. You're not Mr. (laughs) Judgment Day. You're not Mr. Any of that shit. Let me tell you something. Brock Lesnar ate SummerSlam events that he's been a part of. This might have just been the ninth, but we someone asked Kyoto the same question on the mailbag. And I was like, really? Brock Lesnar is Mr. SummerSlam? So I go back and I did a Google search and it had like Roman and this, and the one who had the most like main event matches, Brock Lesnar at eight. I could imagine eight main events. Holy yeah. crap. Yeah. And, and I don't even and know if they were con- was a co-main event. So actually nine, right? They considered it a co. So yeah. there you go. So, but I, for, for this show, this is the Kurt Angle show. You're going to be Mr. SummerSlam. How's that? <laughs> okay, I'll buy it. Uh, shit, you need to say it. That way they clickbait it. It'll be fun. I'm Mr. SummerSlam. <laughs> there it is, Dom. There's the clip. Uh, a wrestling historian. <laughs> uh, he said, what do you think of John Layfield as the champion? We just talked about Layfield, but hey, you liked him as champ. Yeah, I loved him. I thought he was a great heel. Um, he, he, he had a lot of mileage. He had a good, nice, long reign. Uh, I love his character, the whole JR thing from Texas. Uh, he, he pulled it off, man. You, you talk about a, a guy that was a babyface almost all of his career with Farouk, you know, as a tag team. He turned it over, turned it around, became a, a heel, and he did an incredible job with it. Kurt, next week, SummerSlam 2005, Shawn Michaels, Hulk Hogan are in the main event, and you are challenging someone that had a higher IQ than you did. Eugene. That's right. It's Eugene. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For his Olympic medals. We're going to have a blast for that oh one, man. <laughs> and uh, we're going to get into that saga, find out the story behind it, discuss the match. Remember, check out Kurt's past top impact matches, because after 05, we're going back to TNA. Um, so you can check it out, impactwrestling.com forward slash packages, and sign up with code Kurt 
We all know how to spell Kurt. That's capital K-U-R-T. Impactwrestling.com forward slash packages. And if your business targets 25 to 54 year old men, that's our range range. At least it still is for Kurt right now. There's no better place than to advertise with us than right here on the Kurt Angle Show. Kurt is going to slap the shit out of my face the next time you see You're going to get your ass kicked (laughs) off. advertisewithangle.com and that's where uh, you can hear us talk about your product or service so check it out now advertise with angle right now and we will put your product over uh just like uh, kurt sold eddie guerrero on uh, him losing he will sell your product just as hard <laughs> and don't forget about adfreeshows.com where you can get all your shows early and ad free for just nine dollars a month check it out get a free trial now and get a taste of what ad free shows is all about adfreeshows.com kurt they can find us all over social media but we're asking go to youtube youtube.com slash the angle pod please subscribe turn on those notifications smash the like buttons that helps our algorithm for the show and uh we would love it kurt i'm going to turn it over to you to grab those bags behind you and uh, no, not the jugs of milk, the bags of chicken snacks, and tell us about it. Yeah, we got chicken snacks and Snack Smart Crispy Protein Bites. One's chicken protein, one's organic plant protein. We also have whey protein. That's our new one. Um, there are 11 different flavors. Uh, you'll love all of them. Every single one is delicious. You're going to absolutely love them. Go to physicallyfit.com to order yours. And uh, if you use uh, code ANGLEPOD, you will get 20% off of your first order. And if you go on the website and become a lifetime member, you get uh, 20% off the rest of your life. You're going to love these. I promise you. You got to try them out. Once you do, you're going to be addicted. I promise. <laughs> Listen, and once you try them out, the rest of your life could be a lot longer of a life because you now eat chicken snacks protein. And you're healthier. <laughs> That's right. That's why. KurtAngleBrand.com. Why not? I mean, look at this guy. He's beautiful. He's gorgeous. If you go to KurtAngleBrand.com, you see his sexy face plastered there on the website. And he's got everything from cameo videos to, to milk cartons to cowboy hats. He'll even send you a birthday card. Kurt, what else will you give them? I will give them whatever they want. <laughs> <laughs> the whole ball of wax, oh, Kurt Angle. Oh. I was going to get there, Paul. Come on. Uh, Autograph photos. We got cameos. We got t-shirts. We got a whole ball of wax. That's what I was looking for. That's the money line, the whole ball of wax. Kurt, I've had a blast with you this week, man. I'm going to let you get out of here. I know you got a big time meeting. Oh, thank you, Paul. That was very nice of you, even though we're three minutes late. (laughs) All right. On behalf of your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, this is Paul Bromwell. And before I get my ass kicked, we'll see you right back here next week on The Kurt Angle Show. Hey, guys. Eric Bischoff here to talk to you about my friends over at SaveWithConrad.com. Are you looking to get out of debt? Conrad and his team can make that happen faster than me firing the hockey talk man. Wow. And you know that controversy creates cash, right? Do you know what doesn't create cash? Credit card debt. Save with Conrad can help you consolidate high interest credit cards and all of your other debt into one low monthly payment. They can even help you get the cash you need for home improvements or anything else. They've helped 83 weeks listeners save 500, 600, 700, even $800 a month. Seriously, your papers are going to go down faster than nitro ratings in 2000. Ouch! And how about this? 
No house payments for two months. That's right. No house payments for two months. And unlike the dirt sheets, man, the reviews do not lie. With over 1,000 five-star reviews, find out for yourself how much Conrad and his team can save you by checking out SaveWithConrad.com today. Be grateful you did. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender. Woo! John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on a sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.